0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very last MSP Initiative talk, uh, MSP Initiative live talk uh, here in September, because today's September 28, 2023. That means like in two days, maybe three, uh, three, right? 28, 29, 31st, bam, October. Man, this year is definitely flying. Let's hope that... Everything stays pretty calm between now and the end of the year, but I'm sure I just jinxed it. That being said. if 31 you know, days show up in September, we will got a problem. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Anyway, uh, some housekeeping, right? Uh, MSPinitiative.com. Learn how to spell initiative or Google it and then put MSP in front of it and you'll be in the right spot. Uh, this session is being recorded. We'll pop it under our podcast uh, and uh, web. You know, you can watch it you know, online under the sessions tab. So uh, check that out there. That goes all the way back to, I don't know, March of 2020. So hundreds and hundreds of episodes, um, community minds really, uh, and by the way, thank you, Joel, who's our guest speaker for today for, for jumping onto this event as well. Uh, we really enjoyed this event, love the educational format, you know, just trying to change it up, right? Like the trade show floor, my Lord, needs to be switched up, I think. So Community minds is great. We really loved it. We're gonna do a couple of these next year. Again, uh, everybody that took the chance on like, you know, our first post-bus tour kind of in-person thing outside of these parties, um, really appreciate you. Uh, really enjoyed it. Hopefully that'll create a blueprint for everybody to maybe switch it up a little bit. Uh, the community block parties got two more and they're both in Florida. Sorry. But if you're in Florida, easy to get to. Uh, one is next week. That's right. Next, uh, which is October 3rd. I believe that is a Tuesday. So it's the second night if you're going to DataCon, not after the welcome reception on the first night. It'll be the next night after everything will be our after party. This is the official party. It's on the calendar if you're going to the conference. You'll see us. Uh, if you just happen to be in South Florida and, like, you're an MSP and you want to come hang out, that's okay, too. Uh, you'll see there's two uh, registration links on this landing page. One is for MSPs and IT companies. The other is anybody else who isn't that. Um, so, uh, it doesn't cost anything to join. If you're an MSP, you absolutely come and, you know, hang out and have a good time. So this is going to be at the hard rock right down. Like literally you could walk right from the intercontinental hotel in Miami to the hard rock, right on the water. It's going to be really great. You can have a great time. Now, once you're done with that Ocon, and you fast forward a month, you're going to head to IT nation maybe, and we're going to be doing our famous, uh, community at- block party, uh, on November 8th. Uh, Again, at nighttime, nine o'clock at Icon Park. So if you're driving down International Drive in Orlando, you're going to see a big Ferris wheel. That is Icon Park. We're taking over half of that bad boy and we're running the MSP Community Block Party, hopefully this year without any rain or tropical storms or airport shutting down. But last year, we brought in the All-American Rejects. This year, I mean, every day, I keep on thinking we're going to announce it, but like we're just this close. Three... Radio recognizable, nine late 90s bands that were rubber banding together as a super group. It's going to be really cool. You're going to love it. Uh, so stay tuned for that announcement. I already saw the video we're going to post when we do. Uh, you'll love it. Um, some community offers. These are just companies from around the industry that are giving you special deals and hookups. So check it out. Our industry calendar. We're going to be updating this very shortly to go into all of the 2024 dates we've amassed so far. But heads up, guys, just in the U.S., just in 2023, which isn't even over yet, a little over 230 events. And so it's crazy, um, you know, if you don't want to be running your IT services company and you just want to be at events all day long, there are plenty, plenty, plenty of those. Uh, so obviously, we're just dumping all of our homework into one place. So you can do, you know, a little bit of home less homework because we've already done it for you. Since Joel, who is our guest speaker today from Infima... Mention it online, you know, here's my bling. Thank you, Eagles, right? You know, I was down in Tampa earlier in the week and uh, looks like my, my birds are doing pretty good. Uh, but then, you know, some of these Florida people are like, oh, don't worry, Miami's doing good. And I'm like, hey, Miami has to come to South, uh, South Philly this year. So you, they can go rung up 70 points on the Denver Broncos because I don't know what's going on over there. That's not going to happen here in Philly. So <laughs> just mark that down, circle it on the calendar. I believe it's October 22nd. You can be watching, you know, four o'clock game in Philadelphia. I'll be there. And it's the Kelly, one of the Kelly green games. Cause they relaunched the jerseys, right? The throwback jerseys and Kelly green. So I'm just telling you right now, that's the, the hot, that's going to be the hot ticket, Joel. I'm just going to be honest. I,
1: look, I I'm, I'm excited to live vicariously through
0: your LinkedIn posts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I do move around a bit. No, no joke. Uh, <laughs> fly like an Eagle. There you go. There, there you go. Uh, no, yeah, it's, it's a busy time of year. And um, October into November is just machine gun. No question. Like September, October, November, like maybe first week of December. It's kind of for some reason, like everybody pushes all their chips into those dates. So I don't know. Maybe somebody should reorg the calendar, but I feel like more and more events show up every no, day. I no, think, I think
1: it's more getting added in. There's there's like finding that little free space and just sliding it right in, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I, I can't, you know, I, I gotta, and then you overlay the NFL schedule on top of the the, the calendar. and like, <laughs> When when do I get time? I gotta sleep. Most importantly. Yeah. Uh, I try and sleep on planes. Oh no, it does work for me. I digress. Uh, so tra- Joel, this is like your, Fourth uh or you know, I think fourth or fifth episode with us. Um, we've talked to you a ton, which is not a bad thing, right? Cause like you know a lot of stuff about a lot of stuff, by the way. <laughs> um by the way, from a marketing and branding standpoint, lot you know, your your branded sneakers thing, I think did pretty good for you. I think that was uh yeah, there it is, oh man
2: we've
1: we've had some fun with our our three flicks kicks right here, yeah, um we had a lot of partners rocking these things, uh, I'll be honest, I had not worn high tops it, it sometime in the last thirty years or ever, I'm not sure, uh, it's a bit of a workout, it's good, you know, really, yeah. <laughs> It's kind of like, you know, putting a little of those weights on your ankles as you're uh, doing some jazzercise, but, you know, just walking around the, ex- the uh, exhibit floor. So
0: they, they, they kind of remind me of the sneakers from Back to the Future that had, like, the automatic laces, right? I mean, so. Yeah, you know, little...
1: I, I don't want to give away too many things about what's coming in the future, but. <laughs> no, we've uh, we've, had, we've had a lot of fun with it, uh, the shoes and, you know, we got some jerseys that came out. And,
0: you know, there's, just, there's some good stuff. Yeah, you know, that's kind of the cool part. About this little industry that we all live in the sandbox, right? Like, gotta have some fun with it, right? Like, it doesn't always have to be rigid, right? With you know, I don't know the pens and uh, you know the bouncy balls. I know Jen, who's behind the scenes, loves the koozies. It's all good, but you gotta get a little crafty sometimes, you know. So I love that. That's cool.
1: Well, thanks. We we've had a lot of fun with it. Our teams kind of gotten excited to do it, but exactly to your point is, uh, you know, we started this business because we wanted something that we could enjoy you know kind of a journey that we would uh that we would like it's an experiment always starting a business but uh something that you can really have fun with and uh, you know being only in the channel and just focused on on the MSP partners like it, it's great like you you really can have fun with them you, you know you, then it's 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 like you can people kind of understand the, the company personality and our personalities and, and 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 when it jives it's great you know and so you know we've had we just had a lot of fun like kind of coming out of our shell and, and and trying some of these things I
0: mean, you're, and part of the reason why it's so easy for you to have that fun is you don't have to fly anywhere all the stuff's in florida
1: yeah they, they just come right to us it's really nice and
0: <laughs> like like your travel budget is probably a quarter of everybody else's
1: yeah yeah no it's 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 basically free you know we uh you know, it, it's just down the street. We just walk all that. No, it's it's it is nice. You know, Connectwise comes around our way a couple of times a year. You know, the exchange groups and all 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 the rest of that. So, uh, really really convenient for us. Um, you know, I, I complain when we have to start flying yeah. out
0: west. Yeah, good on you for that, because as yeah, you know, for for somebody who has to fly out of the northeast. Lots of direct flights, no argument there. But sometimes it sucks when you got to go all the way across. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um and with connection or with with cancellations happening a bit more often. I'm I'm really happy to be right about here. So,
0: so uh so so, it, so let me since we're on the topic of travel, let's let's ask you a couple of questions because like I usually throw these in there somehow anyway. Uh what is like, is it whatever's the cheapest, most direct flight, or do you stick to a specific airline?
1: Um that's a great question. Uh I am focused on the time. It's 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 time and, and direct flight. Cause I'm not building up the same amount of points that you are, you know, like you probably walk on to United and they actually do give you that gold chain over your neck. You know,
0: they definitely don't <laughs> I, I, by the way, I backed into United status because I didn't realize I was flying them, I guess as much as I like, so rewind. Philly is primarily a, like used to be us airways. Right. And then American bought them and then like, it was still a hub. Right. And then you get a lot of Southwest runs through Philly too. Then you get like the frontier and spirit and whatever. And like once they, for some reason going into this year, they like moved a lot of their direct flights out of Philly. Right. So I'm like, Oh, the planes leave Philly, but I got to take connector everywhere. I'm like, I don't need connectors. I need to get where I'm trying to go. So started running all my, a lot of my flights out of Newark. Right. Instead of going down, I go this way. And like, you know, it's pretty heavy United, right? So I'm like, okay, whatever. And like, I did a bunch of overseas stuff right in Europe this year. United flies to a lot of those places. And I like, I backed into status with United, right? Because I really have status with the American thing. Oh, and I was like, I got a video one day and it's like, hey, congratulations. I was like, for what? What did I do? I know. But if you ask, if you ask- You're like,
3: thanks for all your money.
0: Yeah, if you ask, yeah, Stanners, <laughs> he's Mr. Delta. He He doesn't want to fly anything but Delta. And I'm like- <laughs> You're not exactly in like a major airport, pal. Right? You're like in a smaller regional airport, so you get to be taking connectors everywhere.
1: Yeah, I I do not want to connect as much as I can avoid it. So um, I always kind of look at it. I'm an, I'm in a race to get back home so that I can hang out with my little two year old, two and a half year old. It goes quick, so uh, that's pretty. That's that's kind of the thing that drives it for me. I want to yeah. minimize the time away. Um, but I can get it if I, you know, if you had some status and you kind of get that first class and perks and stuff like that, you know. What's a free drink worth? You know,
0: (laughs) apparently a lot. That's all I got to say. So uh, I was just talking uh, to somebody earlier and uh, I get like, I guess Volkswagen group, all of their, all of their plants got shut down because I guess they got hit. And like maybe about a month ago, you had the whole MGM casino hotel thing that just happened, which still pretty, pretty fresh. So like, (laughs) like it's just, Who's next? Right. Like, just <laughs> it's going, right. We all joke about, Oh, well, you know, you know, everybody's finally starting to figure this out and like, it's getting a little bit, you know, it should come down. Right. I'm like, I don't know. I think it keeps going. It's like, keeps happening. Yeah. And like, it just seems like it's getting worse. Not, not better.
1: You know, as we, uh, I think the last time that we talked to we around here, uh, there was a lot more of that fanfare coming out about, you know, chat GPT and some of the AI tools. I think it was right around the same time. You know, when Elon and uh, Zuckerberg were talking about a cage match, which... I, Whatever
0: I happened to that? I really was looking know, for Oh, man. Me. Maybe that was on
1: pay-per-view <laughs> and I missed it. I don't know. But I would have paid for that one.
0: Yeah. But, uh, it seems to be getting worse. It is. Uh, I just, And, like, big names are showing up in the headlines. And, like, I keep I keep having to remind people that think about how many small businesses actually are affected in a similar way. that never make it to anywhere, you know, in the press. Right online for every big company name that shows up it's exponential right like 100x thousand x right um actually just yesterday i in my msp mailbox somebody spoofed sonic walls domain there it is Yep. and try and was like hey you need to pay your bill and i'm like i'm on autopay what are you talking about and they're like oh no you have to ACH us. we don't take credit card anymore i'm like <laughs> <laughs> and I went back and I looked at the link and I'm like, oh, that's clever. They put like an extra I in it.
1: Oh, they, it's easy to sneak those in.
0: Absolutely. So, like, you don't even think about it, right? You're like, you're replying on your phone or you're, you are you know, you're, you're, you're just zooming through emails and you're like, what are these guys talking about? <laughs> and like, well,
1: you're, you're doing a little advertisement for, uh, for Infima right now, which I appreciate. Um, but you know, uh, the, uh, on the AI stuff, I think it, I think it just did, as we step back because it's become a really hot topic for the MSP community uh, you know because there's a lot of great productivity tools I mean really great productivity tools out of it um, you know we we write a lot and put a, we put a lot through chat GPT or others so that you can uh, you know sometimes just improve it you know kind of change the, the tone things like that you know you can do some, some great stuff there you also get lots of great ideas um, you know yeah you can outsource lots of different thinking uh, to it. <clears throat> but you know one of the, the the craziest and most frightening now is some of the you know they we've called them deep fakes but where you can you can mimic voices and stuff and it's just happening in real time now uh you know like uh what seemed really interesting when nvidia showed that they had a chip where they could show like if you're looking away in a in a photo they can always just bring your eyes right back and like that was really cool you know mm. well now i was watching a video where a guy's just speaking in english and then suddenly it flips over into hindi and he's like and like the the caption's like, I don't speak Hindi, but it sounds perfect, you know, and it's, and his mouth is moving, not like he's speaking English words, you know, so uh, some stuff starts to get, to get a little spooky. Um, and so it, it's interesting. That's some of, you know, what, what we do is, is training and we don't have to get into that so much, but it, it means that it forces us to, to focus some more on some, some of these things that are, that are creeping into our world where, you know, there are plenty of Clips of George Bardisi talking and a lot of them. Lots, too many, right? <laughs> and and so it, it's, I mean, somebody could recreate anything that that's in your voice, you know. Um, it's 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 really remarkable. Uh and you know, so it's it's forces it forces us to take those steps back and validate where the social engineering is just is gonna get turned up. Fishing is always gonna be there, the sonic wall, stuff like that. That, that that's always gonna be there. And uh, the last point there that I'll make is you know, as people continue to have longer and longer data trails that they've left on social media, there's just every day, there's just more ammo. There's just more stuff they can piece together. You know, there's somebody who could back into figuring out exactly how many miles you have and what your status is on United because they can see the little charts that you posted. You know, um, those charts know work if, so well. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many secret admirers you have who are doing so, but you know, it, it's, it's out there. It's available. There's, there's really remarkable uh, attacks that are, are brewing. There's some really, really great thought leaders uh, who, who are sharing this too.
0: I forget what, I think it was a, uh, a TV show or movie I was watching. It's like, once you get to about a hundred data points through social, they could, oh, it was a rabbit hole on Paramount, right? With uh, the guy from 24, okay Okay. Uh, my
1: TV doesn't go on.
0: Okay. And <laughs> so he's like, yeah, you know, the the in the show they created a company like that, like takes all the social media points and starts to like do all the social engineering and collect data, on them, right? All right? And so they're like, after a hundred data points, they know you better than your spouse. That's yeah. what they're saying, and I'm like, that's scary. You mm-hmm. know, like how long has people been on like Facebook or LinkedIn, Instagram? You know, all these all these uh, tools. That's way more than a hundred data points. Thousands. Yeah thousands of data boards so absolutely it's a little bit scary i I gotta let keith nelson in here hold on all
3: right keith
2: you lost
0: the Cardinals.
3: i i have told you always i hate mccarthy (laughs) he's the most unmotivating individual in the world he's more worried about a cheeseburger than getting his team ready And and they and that's one of the knocks on my team they come out uninspired they will, all. they always seem to lose to games they should win and play up for games they shouldn't um, I think he's a horrible coach, but he can be Jerry Jones's uh, bitch. I,
0: I, I got to tell you, I, I was shocked because we're, we're definitely not Jonathan Gannon fans here in Philadelphia, right? He was our defensive coordinator, decided to like not show up for the Super Bowl for some reason. Yeah, you know, a lot of people still blame him for the loss in the Super Bowl last year. I blame the carpet, you know, the slip and slide that everybody was playing on. But I digress. And so, like, when he won this past weekend against Cowboys, I was like, I don't know how we take that here in Philadelphia. We really don't like this guy, but he beat the Cowboys. So does that, you know, we almost have to like him for a weekend? I don't know. But I digress.
3: I, I don't know if he beat, you know, they played good. You have to give him kudos. But we played like crap. You, you're not scoring in the end, you know. You're not scoring in the green. You're not scoring. Um, not, no, one, no one really lifts the team. And I don't know what we were doing defensively. We made their running game look like the best thing ever.
0: I, I, I don't you know. One thing I got to say about the Florida teams, like when Tom Brady's not there, I don't know if you see this all the time, Joel. Stadium kind of goes, I think it said 59% of all tickets sold for the game were to Philadelphia fans. And for that, for the game on Monday night, and I was like, 59%. That's impressive. I was That's like, impressive. you guys, you just go to the beach. You don't have anything, you know, like football is not a thing. I don't know. I did.
3: Well, uh, what's his name? Thank Philadelphia, for uh, um, the the presentation. Barber. Yeah. Thanks I was, for driving down. Yeah. That was weird.
0: Yeah. I, not a fan, by the way, uh, uh, for, for for obvious reasons, right? One of his two Super Bowls was because he ran through Philadelphia on, on a game that they should have lost back in 2002. But I digress um let me go to hold
3: on
0: since we're on the sports topic let's go this way ready i'm gonna, I'm gonna integrate the two conversations here there we go. the mlb is really pushing heavy into it right now but it's coming to all the leagues where you can do facial recognition for your ticket i don't know how i feel about that i'd rather just stay in line and you can scan my damn phone you know with the e-ticket then you having to take take facial recognition as as like what are you how, what are you doing after you take that right like I guess like they tokenize it but like I wonder they have
1: like, like a bust that. you know they have a George bust somewhere you know
0: I'm just saying like are, you know like are we giving it feels like we're losing a lot of privacy things here in order to for convenience
2: yeah and
0: like, no offense but. You know, I'm not showing up at two minutes before kickoff, right? Like, I'll just wait. I'll show up on time, and I'll just go through the normal process.
1: You know, uh, and Keith, I'm actually curious on your your thoughts on this too. But I do think, uh, I think the train's left the station on it. Like, I I just am like, it's
3: out there. You, I would say we look. You know, we look at things because we know, right? It's just like you go, you talk to a dentist about your teeth; he knows more than you. The average person is looking at. Is it quicker? Is it convenient? Is it kind of cool? And they don't really, they don't, the, the security risks don't resonate. And that's why I think you have all the breaches you're going to have, is there's people looking at it and saying, this will make my life better. And they don't dig as deep as we do. It's I bet crazy. you if you, you know, it's troll one of the, the,
0: average one of the sky, he goes, oh, I can get
3: to line quicker. I'll go for that.
0: Yeah, but hold on. I've held off on clear. You know, like where you, it's its like pre-check, but like you go in, they scan your eyes oh. and then like, they like walk you to the front of the line. I was like, I'll just wait the 10 people in the pre-check line. I don't need to be walked to the front of the pre-check line. It's cool. But like now they have your eyes and it's like, all right, now we have the DNA. We have the face scan. We have the thumbprint. We have the eye. What, what am I going to do? A blood sample now? What's going on?
3: <laughs> I'll tell you about clear it because I have character conus, What's that? My, I, I i degenerative eye disease that's why i can't see that well it's character so my cornea is misshaped every oh. time i do it i have to do the fingerprint
0: oh they never can match my corneas wait a minute i didn't know this so with clear if they can't do the eye scan there's a fingerprint pad
3: yeah and yeah. you can refuse the eye scan Hmm. and, and I-, I do it because you know me i like zero travel grief
0: well, we know. See, Keith is the guy that's always on the same airline. He's taking the limo to the, you know, but of course, you know, that's, that's just the status quo for him.
1: Well, when you're flying private, you know, you can always do that, right? You know,
0: he's not, he's, flying. <laughs> he, he's just flying first class everywhere. Pete <laughs> pops in and says, and that will be run by TSA. I, I mean, I assume that you, like you, you've That's seen- interesting you've seen in all these cases where the government buys cell phone data from AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, right. That they can figure out all of the towers and location data and whatever. So like, what's stopping that? Yeah. He's saying on the MLB comment, like private company, right. (laughs) I got to assume that they're going to give up that data. Right. Like, you know, not to go too wide into it, but like, There's a lot of subpoenas that come through that I hear where you're not allowed to tell the person that's being targeted. So if Microsoft or Google, for example, ask for your emails, how often do they just say, okay, here you go. And they don't even tell you, right? Like now you apply that to this stuff. I mean, and, and let's be clear with the whole solar winds thing that happened a couple of years back, the government stuff's not a hundred either. Right? Like it's out there. They got the same problems as everybody else. So I don't know, man. It's getting, like, we're past big brother, right? Like, this is. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> that's a whole different conversation these days.
0: No, I just, like, it's, you know, like, from a security privacy and, like, you know, if somebody in clear and clear headquarters clicks on the wrong thing. And then all of a sudden their database is, at, you know, exposed, you know, right. do you go to a 3 i printer and they print out your, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing.
1: You know, well, fortunately, we don't have access just just through our eyes just yet, but maybe one day. But, you know, like still to, to one of the most important things that that each one of these compromises, each one breach, these breaches does, is it, it just fills out more of a profile for the social engineer. A lot of the fear had been that somebody was going to get your social and then they're going to get all your information and then they're going to take like a home loan out in your name.
2: <clears throat> they do that. It, it,
0: Remember the LifeLock guy? <laughs> the CEO of life lock was like had one of those trucks in times square and was like trying to ha- try and steal my identity and like in one day 12 people stole his identity
1: yeah if you actually try to get a mortgage now if you're legit it's very difficult so you know it, there's some things that that have procedurally stopped some of the some of the, the the nonsense and if your credit card gets out it's annoying but your credit card isn't gonna i mean it it's a fraudulent charge somebody i got a phone call the other day and they asked me if i had spent you know, $500 on a limo and $250 on flowers and stuff. And I was it like, "Sounds
0: like Keith Nelson took your credit card. I, it might have. It
1: sounds like he had a great date night. Yeah. That's um, right. Well, you got to use the limo. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, well, I, hope you, I hope you enjoyed it though.
0: I mean, so back to the whole, you know, again, MGM was, it was a month ago and then Volkswagen was yesterday. Like, So I think I read somewhere a week ago that Sony, uh, all Sony stuff, you know, has been, you know, hit it some way. Like, do you just unplug the, just unplug the router and go home? Like at this point, it doesn't like, no matter your size, it all still comes down to, I feel like the person between the chair and the keyboard, right? Like, I don't care how much security there is. It just always seems to come back to that nine times out of ten. Yeah.
2: Yeah
1: you know <clears throat> the biggest driver that we see uh, of people purchasing our product is security insurance cybersecurity insurance
2: mm-hmm. and
1: ultimately those insurers they have they they make sure that they keep some flexibility uh, you know in how the the payout looks mm-hmm. so hey did you do security awareness or training oh, okay cool well now let show us the log of everybody what courses did they take you know and ultimately uh, you start to run into issues if somebody hired 10, you know, one of your clients hired 10 people, you know, six months ago, somebody forgot to enroll them. They didn't get involved. They didn't, they didn't get their training emails. And one of those people is who clicked and opened the door and blah, 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 you know, because somebody could have created a great social engineering, uh, a social engineering um, story through all of the data breaches that they've gotten all the, the information and on the stuff that's publicly available on social media. All that leads to one of those new hires who didn't get enrolled into security awareness training the insurance company sees it claws it back i mean that you know the insurance has been the such a big driver of of a lot of security spent and for us in in our world that's what we see a lot of because one of the most expensive parts is the notification you know even if you know mgm and volkswagen they get things i mean it's terrible being over in europe for volkswagen um you know it's it's bad but it's even worse you know for for anybody falling under gdpr and so the notification and the steps that you then have to take for remediation I, obviously the business loss was enormous i mean I, the videos that i saw people just couldn't even play games you know at mgm like you know that's every second they're losing money
0: by the but i said this on another call but i said again why are all the slot machines and all the electronic games all networked like isn't that yeah like oh george is about to hit well, let's just click this button right here make sure that, you know like i i gotta think that that kind of stuff could happen now
1: I, I don't see how it couldn't happen <laughs> i don't know i'm i'm sure that the uh we could talk to somebody from the gaming authority and they tell us exactly how you know the 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 rigor that they go through to make sure that things are are uh, above board i don't know i'm not, I'm not much of a participant um Same, yeah. but but ultimately you know, as you said, it it's between you know the keyboard and the and the computer and and the that that's the sad reality of it. But uh, it's a great opportunity for for what we do. And at the end of the day, humans always have been and always will be vulnerable to some form of exploitation. We are not robots. We are not perfect, and it it's just it's just in our nature. It's just part of it. And we're in this golden age of uh hacking where they can they have tons and tons of targets and they can get so much money I mean with if 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 bitcoin or digital currency were not a thing you know it'd be so much harder you know that's where it went from hacktivism to actually a, a, a proper business because you can you know getting dollars wiring dollars overseas it's was, was really hard and you're going to get shut down if you try to if a hacker is trying to exploit you for you know 100 grand 200 grand whatever but there's nothing that stops a, a transaction on Bitcoin's network. And so,
2: and then once they have it, they can go they do what they wish.
0: Hmm. I, it's almost like, you know, you know, kind of like the, you see in the movies, right? It's like, Oh, they VPN from this country to this country to this country, to this country. And then finally got hit. And so like, it makes it harder to go find back where they are but with Bitcoin, right? Like, you can move that between multiple wallets, on like pretty instantly, right? And then by the time they even go to start looking for you, they're long gone.
1: Right. And if you just make sure that you're in the right jurisdiction, that we can't do anything about, then it's gone. And it's just it's you know it's just it's just flat out gone. Um, hmm. You know they've they've tried to do some uh, you know there's some of these like tor- tornado cash like these mixers that that really do obfuscate everything that that somebody has done. Um, so you can't even find out really where the money came in, where the money came out, you know, and, um, but the U S has put that on the OFAC list so that, you know, could basically considering it, uh, supporting terrorists because North Korea used a lot of that for basically laundering money that they've, you know, stolen Hmm. through through these hacks.
0: The other thing, and maybe this is a little bit sideways, uh, information, but I remember reading somewhere that like there's a deadline coming somewhere next year where like you have to report to the government, like any beneficiary underneath of a company so that they could like stop the whole shell company thing. Right. So like, I, I didn't read through all the, the requirements, mm-hmm. but like, basically it's like a $10,000 fine. doesn't matter what si- size company you are. And like, it escalates if you don't report who are all of the people involved from a you know, equity or, you know, like who stands to gain from the company's operation. And I guess that's part of some sort of, hey, let's make sure that this is a legit operation rather than somebody just firing up a fake company kind of thing. It sounds a little bit more maybe driven by the IRS, but. (laughs) Well, they said, huh, the IRS just came out to you see last week and they said that they're going to start using, uh, what, tax GPT. Right. They're going to start using AI to go through all the tax data to start finding more people to go after.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, the uh, I've had some fun with them.
0: They, they you know,
1: really, uh, good people. really good people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Somebody told me they're still running Windows XP.
2: Yeah.
0: I, I don't know. I don't know if that's true, but if it is, that just that doesn't make me feel very safe for whatever data they're looking at.
1: You know, sometimes if you can if you can use something that's so outdated, uh, you know, that, that, that the hackers just don't have a tool set. Unfortunately, XP is, is, is not without its vulnerabilities. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, somebody was telling me that the banking industry, like we have all these cool mobile apps deposit from phone, all this, whatever. But like underneath of any bank, they're still running like AS400, you know, servers, which is, you know, not new technology by any means. And the integration between the AS four hundred servers that the banks are on and the front end that all of the consumers are using is still written in COBOL. Keith, weren't you telling us about that when we talked last?
2: Uh-oh. Uh We're still at a point. I just had someone ask me a big. Uh oh. I think your chin's a
0: little shaky, key.
3: Yeah. How much? How much do we save if we do all the security? It's really not quantitative, right? There's people looking at a, at a risk proposal, and I always wish there was a chart that said, "Well, if you do this, your insurance premium comes down this much." You know, that's what I hear them looking for: is tell me, give me a, a you know a, a number I can quantitate that says by doing all this, I'm going to save this much. Where? How much is saved in risk? How much is saved in reducing um premiums and i know there's a number i just never seen anyone really go through it and do it all
0: i mean and that would be
3: that would be interesting
0: they don't really release the actuarial table or the underwriting guidelines do they right like hey if i if i do mfa but i don't deploy security awareness training that means it's going to go up by x like i'm sure there is a number but like we don't all know that number right like, I don't, you know, I know people proactively ask for what will their premium be on the next renewal. And like, they can try and jump the shark a little bit to go ahead of time. But other than that, like, there is no Excel spreadsheet that we all get that say, well, I can skip on this and it'll only raise it by X. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure the idea is that they don't want that out so that you do everything.
3: I, don't, I just don't think anyone's taken a pencil to it. I mean, it'd be interesting to find out. That I mean, but I don't, then- you know, insurance companies are still learning how to rate these things. They're pretty new in this, right? They're they got people that really don't know IT all of a sudden doing IT-ish stuff. Have you ever gone through a questionnaire with an underwriter? You've you question
0: I, I I think you're the only person that's mentioned that so far, but like I don't think I've ever gotten to the point where I could get to an underwriter to have the conversation.
3: Well, honestly, if you go through a questionnaire, most of them aren't yes or no questions. They need an explanation. It's not that simple, right? And so, it needs to be, you know, explained. And and like I've told you before, the um, the federal government under machines CNC machines connected, and you're going well. They can't be ring fenced. They can't be locked down. They're the soft. And so you're going, you're telling me I have to break your own rule. And so those are things you just can't answer, yes or no. You have to say, here's the best I did to, in this situation to secure it. I'm I'm surprised other people have, haven't had those discussions. I've always been, you know, you but- I mean,
0: Joe, you talk to a lot of people on this topic, I'm sure, but like again, maybe Keith Nelson just has the right, the right guy, right? But like for every insurance questionnaire that gets sent in. I got to think I could, it's infinitesimally small that somebody was able to get through the agent, through the actual insurance company, to the actual person under, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of red tape and and layers there.
3: I don't know. I I just don't think people ask. Because you look at the end of the game, the, the sales guy wants to write the policy. He just wants a frigging commission. And so when you say, I can... Explain this and get the premium where it's bought. I've always seen them wanting to do it. I, I'm shocked it's the other way, to be honest with you, George.
0: Oh, there's there's something too. If you don't ask, you can't get. I'll give you that. Yeah. I mean, that's just life, right? But maybe maybe everybody should try this now. Be like, hey, before I, you know, I'm looking at this questionnaire. I got questions. Can I talk to the underwriter? What do you got to lose? All they can tell you is no. They
3: yeah. Say- I mean, if, you, if you gotta know, you gotta know. You can't get any worse than no you already got. Right? Exactly
0: maybe there's not enough of them out there, but I wonder where this gets to like a Geico, you know, it's like, Hey, you know, like, you know, Hey, if you go with us it's this, but here are all the other guys too. Right. And they like, I wonder if there's a way where you like, you can fill out one application, one set of information, and then it goes out to multiple carriers and you get quotes back and you play the game. It's kind of like you apply for a loan, right. You can go to like lending tree or whatever, and then they can check for multiple banks and give you 10 options. Right. Like I don't know if it ever gets to that point, but it would be interesting to see if there's any standard at some point for how these insurance companies gather the information. Yeah, it would be we, we've seen
1: some standardization. You know, the the guys at Data, Data Stream have done some some of that where you can get your application in front of a bunch of different uh oh, okay. carriers at once. <clears throat> and so that's that's nice, but it still doesn't answer the question of well what do i really need to get out of this what can i cut out that won't raise my premium if this thing costs 5 bucks but it only raises my premium a dollar let me do that thing you know i'm going to pull that one piece out and i'll, I'll keep the other things in there
2: mm-hmm. you know
1: what would ultimately you know and and we touched the insurance industry some and so what we what we've continued to see um you know until you get to very very large policies but we, otherwise you know for for the most for the smb market generally <clears throat> It's fill out this application we will let you know if you are approved and what your rate is, we can only see it once we get everything in because we've got to feed it into the black box. <clears throat> that allows them to make you know make any decision that they desire, they can if their actuarial tables are changing because the latest attack actually has really moved the needle in some regard and and so it it makes MFA more more important or, or you know, whatever it is. Um, but broadly speaking, we are at least seeing that you can get, you can get some more generic application out. It still takes a while, but you can get a generic application out. The, the, the challenge still is there's, it's, it's opaque as far as, you know, like when you're getting your home insurance, you know, do you, you, there are certain things that you have to have. There are certain things that if you, if you do have them, you know, whether it's fire sprinklers or other that can, you know, reduce your premium, you know, and, that that's helpful because you can actually get clarity there. I, I don't, I think we're a ways away still on that. Seeing it here.
0: <clears throat> what about like Cork is a new player on the scene, right? Where it's like, they're changing the word insurance to warranty. Right. Cause like the word insurance has things, stipulations tied to it. Right. They're changing it into the word warranty. And then they're basically using the integration play to say all right well you're going to sign into all your various vendors right you're you know it could be you know you joel for security awareness could be whatever the you know endpoint protection is maybe the firewall or 365 account whatever spam filtering and you know sock you seem whatever and then like they sign into all your stuff and then they pump out a, a, a price because they can actually go past just a yes no question to what do you actually have in play.
2: We're
1: we're seeing this and, and and working on several integrations uh with other vendors, specifically around uh this kind of concept. Uh there's a lot of interest, you know, because Kaseya kind of took took the reins and said, you know, if you work in our ecosystem, you can have the insurance. If you don't, then you can't. Um, you oh, know, I
0: didn't realize that's how that worked.
1: I'm butchering that, but but in, in just very broad strokes. But but it's forced a lot of, of vendors to say, well, hey, like you know, I don't know if Kaseya is going to, you know, let us into that walled garden. So we might need to do something about this. But again, cyber insurance is just a big driver of the purchase decision. It used to be the question of, okay, well, you know, how how can I get my insurance premium down because I need, if I add this or that thing now it's more so, well, if I don't have certain ones, we're just not getting it. Um, and you don't really know again, and maybe if you filled out, if you could fill out the application, you know, 15 different ways, you'd start to be able to kind of like pick apart some of the models, but even at that, you know, their model, their, their pricing does change fairly, uh, fairly dynamically as they're taking on other policies. And, and, you know, these insurance companies will take certain risk buckets. And so as that, as that changes, you know, but if you did it over a short period of time, maybe you could, I, I, I haven't tried that. That would be uh, an interesting experiment uh but
3: by the the, way don't you do that with your personal insurance like like just this morning i i I was i'm insuring another car and my agent said dude uh, you're going to be paying out of the room are you getting rid of a car and i said no and he came back and gave me a price i said tell the underwriter like the suburban i've driven three times last year the truck is only when i haul the boat you know i drive my car i have the boat and he goes, yeah, let me think about that. I go, I'll send you pictures of all my odometers. And they compared it to last year and they said, it's true. He goes, you have, a are suburban, you drove 1,200 miles last year. And they gave me a reduced rate across the board. Hmm. So I, I think it isn't a go, I'm, maybe just people don't ask. I'm sure that, I'm sure people
0: don't ask. Yeah. There's, there's no question. That's a big part of it. Yeah. Uh, and i think part of it is just set it and forget it although everybody's telling me that the insurance questionnaires come every year right like just cuz you have cyber insurance this year doesn't mean that you're automatically you know everything right. there's going. a lot of
3: non renewals happening yeah. and remember i live in california we're we're like banned by every insurance company so it is maybe more negotiable is that like right? five companies pulled out of california you can't get homeowners insurance You can't get auto insurance a lot of the business our regulations are too high because we have that awesome governor um
0: i I hear exactly what you're saying okay well that's good to know now like california is a weird weird place nice beaches weird place um it'll be interesting to see you know like back to the whole what do they do with that data right so the warranty, insurance, whatever you want to call it, right? They're going to sign into all your stuff, integrate, just like we do with all the other tools. They're going to collect data to make a decision. Is that like when you call up your car insurance company and you plug in the adapter into the the port and then like they say, hey, like you could drop your insurance by 20% and then all of a sudden they're like, well, you're a really bad driver, Keith. That 1,200 miles in your truck, you just stop hard a lot, you know, like a lot of braking hard, no turn signals. You're going a little bit faster than we like. Now all of a sudden, that that discount turned into a pain in the ass tax. You know, like I'm. You know, what do yeah. they do? With the I know rate? you. Can,
3: I know they, You you have to sign an agreement to to get that rating. Uh, that is a good question. Could they converse it against you?
2: I say yes.
3: Yeah. I know that in California they wanted Tesla to turn over driving information because. Wow. You know, California said we want all these electric vehicles Then they said, oh, wait, we're losing all the gas tax. <laughs> so they wanted to do a mileage. You heard about that, right? They want to do a mile. No, we won't turn over the data because included in that data for Tesla is your driving habits.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Because you have to pass the number, you have to pass that certain level to get the different levels of, of automatic driving. So, yeah, I mean, it is available. And there's other cars that have that now. It's funny because
0: I was watching a clip with Mr. Wonderful and he said that his son works for Tesla and he's like, why don't you invest in Tesla? He's like, I, I, I'm not, a, I don't really invest in car companies. He's like, Tesla's a data company. Yeah. So
3: you're
0: driving a camera.
3: remember that Tesla's are for text. Tech- <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's right. Keith Nelson doesn't drive Tesla. That's that's for his text. Keith Nelson goes over here, right? He's he's Mr. He like instead of Mr. Delta, he's Mr. Mercedes.
3: No, I'm driving the Porsche now.
0: Oh, that's right. Well,
1: yeah. And, wh- and what's the watch? Sounds like, you're driving a, sounds like you're driving a few thanks, Keith.
0: <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like what's the watch today? Not the Rolex, right? Driving a
3: boat. We used to buy those. When I was in high school, all us high school kids were walking around with that exact same Rolex. Yeah.
0: I was never really a watch guy. I felt like it would I was like, I had fun. thousands of dollars in high school. <laughs> uh, you didn't, you, you didn't, you didn't have a high school scheme, Joe. I mean, it was,
1: you know, my high school scheme was a little different, I think.
0: Okay. My high school theme was, or uh, I remember I did a lot of stuff. Like I remember I would bring in, here's a cool quick story. Like you forget your lunch and they're like, oh, you know, we'll give you a, a milk, you know, like a little eight ounce milk, chocolate milk and a pretzel. And it's like, I'll bring like, you know, two dollars into school next day. And I was like, man, I'm getting ripped off. Like this juice box is only eight ounces or only six ounces. But if I had bring in a soda can, it's eight ounces. Right. So like I started bringing like an extra can of soda and then it turned into two, three, four. At one point I was selling thousands of dollars a month in soda, 50 cents a can. It worked.
2: Like you are bringing a wagon in or something? Like
0: I'd just, bring in like duffel bags of soda with oh, orders.
3: You're the man. That's beautiful. That is so awesome.
0: I'm To the point where like, there's nothing wrong with what I was doing. I wasn't breaking any rules. But like I had apparently affected the cafeteria's revenue stream for the school. Yeah. Well, so I, I don't know what
2: the statute
1: of limitations is for the IRS, but you might have just made an admission that they're interested in
0: listen, I was, I wasn't even at working age, you know, you have to go figure it out, change. No, but I, I think
1: I don't, I, I, the question is taxing age versus working age.
0: You, you don't know when, and you don't know how much, but that, that being said, uh, yeah, no, to the point where the school was like, we'd like you to stop selling soda. You're affecting the, the cafeteria. I was store. even going
1: to a JV with you, you know, like, Hey, we'll fund this, you know?
0: Yeah. And I was like, well, see, you hurt yourself, right? You took out the soda machines. You tried to sell everybody milk and like, I get it. It does the body good, but like, you should have went back to the milk guy and told him to make sure it was the same, you know, eight ounces, right? Like, don't jip me two ounces, man.
3: Yeah. It, it's <laughs> it's funny. You bring that up. I was just meeting with the advisory, the LK app and they're talking about finding parents more because students aren't. All right. You broke up there. Finding attendance parents. since COVID when they basically. Yeah. And so I said, you know, here's a novel idea that you won't think in government. Why don't you make school better so people are motivated to attend it? Instead of being your first action is being punitive, and that is the government don't mitigate the problem. Let's just legislate it.
0: No, this is carrot and the stick, right? But yeah, if I'm if I'm genuinely interested in going into school, I'm going to be there, right? If I'm not, find something else to do.
3: That's right, and yeah. and if it's you know if it's not worth your while, you're probably not going to do it.
0: There's an idea, Joel. How can you make your security awareness training more intriguing to your end user? To put like <laughs> let them play like a little game for five minutes on their screen, or maybe so it, we
1: we we do legitimately spend a lot of time talking through this, and you know how do you do something that gets them engaged that makes them actually want to do it then. You know, then they come back and they're delighted, and they come back to the MSP. Great, awesome, thanks. One of the real challenges is that, and you'll find this with every MSP, is that every one of their clients wants something different. One one client might be like, "Yes, gamify the junk out of this thing, go, go, go." Then another one might be just like, "Get this thing done. I don't want them wasting any time." So we've got a few different variations on on things that we offer of the same content, but uh, it. <clears throat> There is no one size fits all. Some people love seeing something that's like highly animated, and they want something like dramatic. Um, and then there's a lot who are just like, "Do not give us a video because we know that people just put the video on in the background, and then it doesn't do us any good." And so there's um, there's there's a lot of camps there. We we actually spent a lot of time researching with uh, University of Florida.
0: Maybe, maybe maybe you do a like a point system like the credit card rewards, all right? You know, for everyone that you don't get spoofed, that you don't get you know fooled by the spoof, you know you get points, and the points go into the into the store, and then you can buy stuff. Yeah,
2: know. go get
1: or, orange soda that that uh, George is selling on the corner. I mean, you know, there's there that that takes a lot of buy-in then from the organization that they've got to have some way of tracking. You know, like we can produce all of that stuff, but that but there there have been a lot of bottlenecks there that we've not yet uh, uh, come up with creative solutions for. Say that where we could you know some of this some of the gamification is is approachable but you also if you kind of just go in a half-hearted way nobody really buys into it does anything with it um but you know crew who's done a good job with within the channel of doing some of that that kind of stuff you know that's
0: right they have they do do that with like if you get so many reviews and stuff totally forgot
3: that's a good point that we even have to have that conversation for us that are older years ago it was like you want to work here you do this right
2: Sure.
3: Yeah. And, that, and now it's like, well, you have to negotiate it. How many days a week it's do back you want to that, come to work? It's back to that whole,
0: the mindset of the younger generation. Right. And like, they just, I, I was always this, I always got the stick. Right. I, you know, and I'm still fairly young. And I remember going back to how I grew up. I, I got the stick. That's how I learned. But they definitely go into the more of the engagement carrot model these days. Let's be honest. It's like, let's find a way to make it, you know, comprehensive for all and it's like oh
1: well we got we got a lot of sensitivities that we can't you know we 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 can't ruffle and uh make somebody feel like they they might not have gotten the answer right so um
0: yeah but the the math teachers say that one plus
1: one may not be two
0: but the hacker doesn't give out you know when you get spoofed and you click on the link and something bad happens you know like where's the there's no partition the participation trophy right i mean like
1: no unfortunately a lot of the hackers i think they grew up in a little different environment where that's just not a thing you know um so they're there just to viciously win in any way that they can
0: yeah Um, you're gonna get beat up that's what it is they're gonna beat you up they're gonna take your lunch money and they're gonna go home Uh, i don't know where the uh at that point like it's uh you know survival of the fittest right like they don't care
2: no they don't care and hmm. when somebody's halfway around the world especially it's you know and I think I think what contributes to it is,
1: is a lot of these these attackers are in uh, areas where they grew up and being told that Americans are actually bad that Americans are some kind of enemy and so it's you know it's it's somewhat ingrained in them that they that and you can't say with all of them but, they, but it, 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 there is a, a large portion that they've actually been told that Americans are like bad people and so you know, doing this, you know, doing a bad thing to a bad person doesn't
2: feel bad to people.
0: Okay, I got what you're saying. I hear you. Hmm. I'm
2: not advocating that as like a,
1: a, a moral ethic, but I think that there, there's some truth to it.
0: <laughs> I gotcha. Well, one thing's for sure. Uh, they, don't, they are definitely teaching people how to, how to use computers at a level that I would say that most people in this country have no clue that half this stuff exists that that's the truth. Sure. That's true. You know, like, oh, my, my, my Twitter account got hacked. Who cares? You know, not, you know, but if your Venmo account gets hacked, you're going to care.
2: No, yeah. That, yeah. There's some truth to that.
0: Uh, just like, you know, think, I, I think when it's all said and done, that's what makes this whole MSP IT thing. So damn hard. Right. because we're trying to care, do the right thing, follow the best practices, figure out what what you know how to stay ahead of it. And so a lot of the people on the other end of that email, phone call, text message, whatever it is, they just don't care. Right? Yeah, that's where you get all the we'll just fix it. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know what your problem is, man. Like what's broken? Can you explain it to me? Like, why are you telling me? Like, what are you telling me to fix? They just they don't care. They just expect it to be like electricity. It just runs.
2: That's where we get the big bucks. I'm okay with that.
3: Okay. No, I am. I'm going like that. that's why we can charge so much because the expectations are so high. And you go, yeah,
0: I think I think you're charging more than the average guy. I think part of the problem, part of the problem is that NSP is, you know, don't take my word for it was it Paul Dipple has years and years and years of data, whatever, now, whatever it's called service leadership, whatever. Um, most of the MSPs are making money. Yeah,
3: I've heard those numbers and they're shocking to me.
0: They're not, they're not actually making money. They're working for free.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I've heard those numbers. I don't get it. You know, I, I guess there's people that sell you. and people that sell Mercedes and. You know, I I guess it is what it is. But yeah, I've heard those numbers, George. Um, uh, Rob Ray shared them to me at one conference and I was just shocked. I was entirely.
0: Like 50 to 70% of MSPs are either break even or are are actually losing money every year. So, and part of the reason is why the person who's paying on the other side doesn't value it enough. And then we get back to the whole, (laughs) hey, are you running a business or you're not? Are you, are you, are you setting out to actually make money? Or are you, is this a, you know And and that topic's been talked about for as long as I've been in the sandbox. <laughs> it's a long time. Um, Joel, we're going to see you at Datacon.
2: We won't
1: be at Datacon, but IT Nation.
0: IT Nation. Okay. So November, that week in November 8th. Don't yep. forget, we've got the parties. Let's oh, I got it. you. I, I, now,
1: now that you've teased the, 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 three now you said three bands from the late 90s are they all on stage at the same time are we going like a full mashup or are we kind of like yeah full
0: mashup <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make it interesting
1: all right is that because they each one of them's like lost a singer lost a drummer over years or something and so we're just like filling in some gaps i'm just just looking for some hints here
0: hmm. i don't think so i think it was just a cool idea right to just mash them up <laughs>
1: one big tour bus
0: i mean don't 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 think that it doesn't cost less it costs (laughs) money but it will definitely be you know like you know how many times have you seen the spasmatics like a thousand (laughs) switch it up right like so yeah we want somebody that isn't the local cover band right we want you to like be like i would have paid to see these people maybe at one point or maybe you still would.
1: Oh man, I, I was really surprised. The All American Rejects were fun last year, but I was really surprised how many people they were the band for. Like, we had a lot of like some of our partners and friends who just were like super thrilled, and I, I had no idea, you know. Like, but they're super fans, I guess, for for each band, and and uh, All American Rejects certainly had their time in the sun. So
0: I mean, they're they've been on tour. All, they've been on tour all year. I feel like they're they're, they're back out uh, cracking it all over again. But yeah, we yeah it's it's a hard ba- it's a hard act to follow up from. So stay tuned. I can't wait to press send on the button because I think it'll definitely make it interesting. Yeah. I'm sure Keith Nelson will be there. So
3: not I haven't booked anything.
0: You're not, you haven't booked Nation?
3: I-, I guess I should. I don't know. I have to. I have to go make. Yeah, I haven't done anything yet.
0: to book the limo, book the flights, book the limo on the other side. Yeah.
3: Nope. Well, get- will we see you guys at next gen?
0: I'll be at next gen or I won't personally be at next gen. I'll be sending people to next gen because I have to be on the other side of the ocean that day.
3: Because he's a big shot and he has, you know, that's what he is. He sends his people. That's right.
0: (laughs) So I'll miss you at next gen. I'll see you at it nation. Hopefully we'll see Keith Nelson pop out for the end of the year. Joel, where do people find out more about FEMA, the program, all the good stuff?
2: Yeah,
1: our, our website's easy enough and themasec.com, I-N-F-I-M-A-S-E-C.com. And uh, excitingly, we've got uh, on Monday, so by the time that this is uh, pushed out, we've got a uh, our first channel chief who will be starting with us, a name that oh. uh, is, is familiar in the channel, person who uh, is, uh, importantly, high integrity uh, and a good friend. So we're looking forward to that announcement coming out on Monday.
0: So maybe your announcement and the band announcement could be at the same time.
2: Uh,
1: As a teaser, this person does have some musical skills. So maybe he or she could even hop up there. So.
0: Mm. (laughs) Wow, we will stay tuned for that posting. Uh, Always nice to into you, my friends. And uh, this, this session was recorded. We went a little bit all over the place, ping pong ball. But those are the fun sessions, to be honest. So we'll get that up on MSPInitiative.com under sessions. Please don't you know watch video while you're driving. There's an audio version. Be safe. Uh, see everybody soon. You know, hopefully you don't get stopped in TSA like George and me- apparently like Keith Nelson. He just bypasses the the eye thing, and I didn't realize Clear has a fingerprint thing. You learn something new every day. <laughs> Take it easy, everyone. Uh, uh, see you on the next one.
2: Thanks. All right, Bye. see Keith. See ya.